Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco here with this Dream House, along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kissinger behind the board here. Brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This Dream House, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common home order pitfalls, and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House. Okay, everybody, uh, hopefully you all have been waited on bated breath. We're here with our guest, part two. And I don't even know how I'm going to get it in we, two parts. We, we can almost do it in three. When did when did you start doing? We start doing miniseries, right? That's what this is like. But I, I found know. this fascinating. So if you didn't listen last week, our guest is Rick Provenzano, a Hollywood hairstylist, and I was just amazed at Rick's story of perseverance because, as you heard in the first episode, it, things aren't going very well, Chef. I, I'm thinking if I'm trying to be a chef and I'm Rick, I probably give up trying to be a chef. Yeah, it, it sounded to me like uh, his his uh, chef aspirations were low. Yes. His, his construction aspirations were low. His haircutting aspirations were low. Um, I think the only thing that he was good at was driving across the country in his Volkswagen. Uh, uh, yeah. His Volkswagen uh, Just getting bu- up and bus. go. Yeah, just get up and By go. By the way, which is gutsy in itself. Gutsy right? in itself. You, so, you always hear stories of right. perseverance. If his you, is one of perseverance. If you're going to drive from the Atlantic to the Pacific coast in search of better opportunity, you should find it. By the way, you should have a plan, too, wouldn't you? You should agree? have a plan, yes. Now, I don't know about you, but so far what I've heard is no plan. No plan. <laughs> No plans work. Is is that fair, Rick? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. You're just like, hey, we'll figure it out as we go. So uh, I outlined, you know, what had happened to you. And we got to the part where really um, you you blow your chance in Hollywood. You you get a call down there and you don't want to give up on the cooking. And what. What was what was the gal's name that called you? Uh, Flo Avery. Flo Avery calls you. Uh, And you're upset. But you don't give up, right? What happens? Well, I, I just kept calling her. I kept calling her up, you know, and, and finally uh, I said, I said, Flo, let, can I just come in and talk to you? And she said, all right, come on in. So I came in, sat down, had a conversation. You know, she said, I'm really sorry. She said, but like, you know, we've got, you to, blew it. We've got to move. <laughs> we've got to move forward when we have a production ready to go. And if you can't fill the spot, we have to fill it with somebody else. Um, studio is not going to wait for you to, you know, finish your shift at the cooking at the uh, seafood <laughs> grailer. Yeah. So, anyhow, I noticed that she had a picture of her grandchildren on the desk, and we just got talking about kids. And I showed her a picture of my six-year-old daughter at the time, and we just went back and forth talking about kids. Basically, I figured, okay, this is over and done with. But at least, you know, I made a friend here. And she said, "Well, look, let me just take you around to see the lot. And if you haven't been to a uh, a lot, Universal Studios or any of the other big studios, they're amazing. I mean, just you walk into a, a, a fantasy land. And we walked into this set that she was um, taking me into to, to meet one of the hairstylists there. And she says uh, the girl's name was Diane Pepper. And I remember the last name because I have a brother named Pepper. And so she says, Diane, I want you to meet Rick Provenzano. He's starting with us on Monday. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was fainted. 
And that kind of started me in, you know, in Universal Studios, which I worked at for a few years. And, and then you kind of, as you're going, you're, you're working, you're working, you get on what becomes a massive hit of a TV show. What was that? That was Family Ties. Family Ties. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. From year, from, was it from the very first episode? Uh, no, it was right after the first episode, which they call the pilot. Sure. So you got yeah. in after the pilot. Yeah. And does anybody think Michael Fox is going to be a star? No, they just had put together a great cast, though, of people. And it was just a fun show to work on, from the, the crew to the cast. How many seasons did you work on it? Um, I think close to 100 shows. So probably about four or five years. Four or five years. Yeah. And uh, who was the st- who was billed as the star? Meredith Baxter Burning is the way they started off. And ladies and gentlemen, Meredith Baxter Burning. She's the star. She's the star. She but was Michael the, Fox. Quickly, she was the star then. Yeah, you know? And Michael Fox quickly takes that over. Well, yeah, if you've seen that show, <laughs> he does kind of take over. I mean, he's got that personality, and he's just a, uh, you know, funny. And I think people have to understand because I had a hard time grasping it. Right, I always figured a stylist before the show you do their hair. Yeah. And yeah. would you do the same persons? Would you would you do everybody's? Or I, I, was I would, there multiple people? How does that work? I would do the cast. I would do the cast. They they rehearse all week, and then on Friday they shoot in front of what they call a three-camera show. Um, and they shoot all day, and they cut it all together, you know, with an audience. And um, Everybody nice? Everybody was nice. You know, it was just... Nobody, nobody kind of a... No. Sour. Man, I'll tell you what. It was just a really... And it becomes a huge hit, yeah? I yeah, mean, yeah. And, and do you... Does this sort of open the door for you for contacts because you're now working on this uh, hit show? And I think one other thing that I, I'm, I'm going to take the mystery away from this is I didn't realize in the middle of a live show, Chef, did you know this? Hmm. Like if somebody's hair is out of place, they'll say stop, cut, and Rick would have to come out on stage and fix it in front of a live yeah, audience. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, we're on radio and that happens. Yeah, yeah because for we have you a lot and of hair I, to Because we have a lot of hair to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. between the two of but us, there, there's four blades. There yeah. is a continuity, you know, that you have to keep, you know, in mind while you're while you're working and shooting the show. It's got to match. Everybody's right. got to match. And, and you're not even thinking at that time this is going to become that big of a hit, right? You don't know. Or do, no, do you just, think, no, no this I, was is just, I was just thrilled to be working. You're right. You know? So now, uh, so what happens then? How do you... Then move on to. Do you stay with that cast and other projects? How does that work? I stayed with the show for, like I said, about a hundred shows. But going back to when I first started Universal, when they put me on a first feature film, uh, it was called The Last Married Couple in America, and Natalie Wood was the star. I wasn't doing her hair, uh, but I was doing everybody else's. Okay. and, and that's help. your first feature film. That's the first feature film, but the but the makeup artist on the show, a fellow by the name of Ron Snyder, whose father uh, was Marilyn Monroe's makeup artist. So he'd been in the business for quite a while, and he kind of took me under wing. And he likes Rick Provenzano. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a really good friendship going on there. And then show's over. I went back to doing you know other things, and he went on to other things. And uh, he was doing a show with Kim Basinger up in Bakersfield, called Hard Country. Her and Jan Michael Vincent, if, if you can remember him. I remember him. Something with a helicopter he had. Yeah, exactly. The, what was that thing called? Remember, it was like that metallic blue. 
Was Airwolf? It? Airwolf, that's yeah, it. That was no Airwolf. way. Yeah. I remember that. You're right. Yeah. Look, you're older than me. So no, he, you're not. You're actually younger. I'm younger. Yeah, I just, but... I just, I, my mind's like a steel trap. It is. <laughs> yes, mine is like a sieve. Uh, so, all right. So, so, he, so he'd met, he was doing Kim's makeup on the show. Okay. And he called me up. He said, hey, Rick, he said, like, you know, we need some extra help up here on hair. Uh, are you doing anything? Do you want to come on up? I said, Sure. So, you know, I was getting ready to take my, my, my test for the union. You have to get so many hours and then you take the test. And um, the other hairstylist that was on the show, um, I told Ron, I said, well, I got to study for my test. He says, hold on a second. And he puts on this lady, Jan, Jan Brandau, her name is. And she said, don't worry about it. I'm running the test. Come on up and, we'll, you know, I'll teach you all the things you need to know about the test. So did that show, met Kim. And from there, went back to doing my stuff. You know, Ron went on back, to do more shows with. Were you doing? Did you go back? So you did that with her. You strike this friendship. Yeah, it was up, the right? off season from Family Ties. So like you know. Ah, okay. So, so then I went back to Family Ties, and then Kim um, was starting another movie, um, and she asked if I wanted to join. You know, come up and work with her on it. So. So you're striking in this friendship now. Yeah. Kim Bassinger, mm-hmm. Bassinger, 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 uh, takes a liking to Rick. Yeah. Likes what you do. And we wound up uh, working together, you know. Um, and lo and behold, she gets to replace an actress, Sean Young, on the set of Batman, who had an accident, fell off a horse or something and broke her leg. And Kim calls me up and says, hey, we're going to go to London and do Batman. Wow. That's quite the jump. Oh, I, I was. So you're on this hit TV show. Um, again, you almost seem to at this point in your life, Rick, and I think I've said this to you. Um, you're mid to late thirties. You're thinking just nothing's really working out, right? A couple marriages, couple nothing is going right. Nothing, right? And here you are, and you just decide to uh, call flow numerous times, almost stalker-like, um, <laughs> and she just takes a liking to you and gives you a break, right? Pretty much, yeah. And you, then you get on this show, which nobody really knows is going to be a hit, and really Family Ties at that point is becomes one of the biggest yeah. shows ever, really. Yeah. Um, and that leads to, well, some makeup guy gets me with Kim Bassinger, and then um, she takes a liking to you, and so now you get a call. You're going to go do Batman. Who's in this Batman? Well, it was Michael Keaton because it was the first one, and Jack Nicholson played the Joker. And, man, he was the perfect Joker. Jack Nicholson was the <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah. th- I didn't realize they filmed this in London. Well, they wanted to surprise the states with the show. They wanted to shoot it there where they didn't have to deal with the press and everything else, you know, and, and, and then just come back with the Batman. And I, as a kid, Batman comic books are like my favorite. So, you know, it's just a it, It's kind of cool, right? Here you yeah. are on this major production. Now, who are, are you only styling for Kim at this point? Just Kim. And I got to tell you, I was scared to death. Why? Well, when we, we got there, uh, they'd already shot some of the scenes. And here's the scene where Jack Nicholson uh, comes out and, and, and confronts his boss, who is Jack Palance in his office and he appears as the Joker because he's already gone through this acid wash in this uh, accident that it, and his boss had set him up to, to kill him. And uh, he comes back as the Joker. And I'm looking at this set and I'm looking at Jack Nicholson 
Jack Plants, and the production value of this thing. And, and I got to tell you, I was just frightened. It's overwhelmed, yeah. I thought, my God. And here you were nervous <laughs> coming on our show. I feel pretty good about that. So yeah. how about you? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we Maybe f- it was Kevin Kistner who made him nervous. I, I think so. I think the three of us are The stars. overwhelmingness of Kevin Kistner. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, you know, Jack Nicholson. It wasn't Kim Bassinger. No, Jack Lance, who's no. one of the all-time it was Kevin greatest. Kevin Kistner. It was Kevin Kistner. Producer. That scares Rick Provenzano. <laughs> um, yeah. So... With your chicken finger and fries. Right. I really want to drive it home. <laughs> this is, the, the, you got to be thinking, holy moly, yeah? Oh, I was. And I now, was... let me ask you, when you're on a set like this and you're over, you know, you go over seat, like, like, is everything covered for you? Oh, yeah. Are you living like a king? Yeah, yeah. Are you like in Pretty the very much. best? Yeah, uh, they put me up in the St. James Hotel because Kim insisted that, you know, her hair and wardrobe person be over there. And she was just getting divorced from Ron, the makeup artist, and John Peters was the producer on the show. And they started to kind of... Hit it off? Hit it off. So uh, Kim got me transferred out of the hotel that they put me in, and I was over there in the St. James Club. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So you're living life. Yeah. Are you thinking it doesn't get any better than this? I was just trying to get through the whole film without, like, screwing up. And I I still was a nervous wreck the whole time. I just... Because I was over there with, like, great English hairstylists. I mean, people who, you know, just... They, they, take, they take such a different approach to their crafts by, uh, you know, school, not only school, but apprenticeships for years. And they know how to do everything. The makeup artists can do everything. Beauty makeup as well as monster makeup, this and that. And the hairstylists, the same way. So I was, I was learning a lot from them, but I was also very intimidated, you know kid from jersey well we are up against a break and we have a couple other big hits to talk about that you worked on and a friendship that you strike up um which is still going strong today even though technically you're sort of retired from the business right well it was up until like last year all right we're going to talk about james bond when we come back uh after a word from our sponsors appliance factory and mattress kingdom colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer we'll be right back don't buy until you shop appliance factory and mattress kingdom save 30 to 60 percent on thousands of appliances they get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you guaranteed to beat lowe's and home depot's sale prices save 30 to 60 percent from ge to kitchenaid at appliance factory colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 star google rating plus mattress kingdom inside appliance factory work with a sleep expert on mattresses from tempurpedic to purple don't buy until you shop appliance factory and mattress kingdom visit appliancefactory.com all right everybody we are back with rick provenzano hollywood hairstylist extraordinaire man life has gotten good at this point rick you've really it's an amazing journey i think i would have stopped a hundred times over i don't know that i would have had your perseverance um, but you're on the set of Batman, and you strike up, right? Kim Bassinger takes a liking to you. What's the next move for Rick? Like, I, first off, it was Batman, for crying out loud. Yeah, well, um, I went on to do 10 films with Kim. Uh, right after Batman, though, because Prince did the soundtrack. Okay. And Prince and Kim started dating. Uh-oh, okay. So... I didn't even realize that, I don't think. Did you know that, Chef? No. Oh, yeah. i got to be wow, getting man. up on my Hollywood gossip oh, here. Okay. 
So did you meet for many years ago. I did meet Prince. Uh, and? Kim, Kim calls me up and she says, look, I'm going out to like uh, Paisley Park, you know, do a photo shoot with Prince. So get ready. We're going to go out there. And I said, okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Prince. And so we get out there and uh, Prince and I did a photo shoot, just him and I. And I, I did the hair, of course, and he just took uh, photographs. But I got him to sign um, my Batman uh, soundtrack. Nice. He's not big on autographs, but uh, I got him to sign the cover of, of the CD that I had. Because you're, you know, you're, yes. Is this is this all striking you yet? At what point do you come back down to earth, Rick? You don't. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's amazing. It's been an now amazing you're with trip. Kim Bassinger and Prince and. You know, 20 years prior, 15 years prior, you thinking, yeah, I'm going to deliver mail or I'm going to be at the seafood grill for the yeah. rest of my life, right? I mean, this yeah. is an amazing transformation. Now you're hanging out with Prince, Kim Basinger. What happens next? You do 10 films with Kim. 10 films with Kim. And the last one I did with her uh, was The Getaway, which was a remake of Steve McQueen and Ali McGraw, I think it was. And uh, it was Kim and Alec. And that's how I met Alec. And so we did that. And then Kim and Alec got married. Um, and, and you become really good friends with them, man. Yeah, yeah, still to this day. And and uh, Kim was pregnant. And so she was out of the picture for a while. And I just went with Alec from there. Okay. We did The Shadow. And I did 13 films with him. Um, By the way, I like the movie The Shadow. Do you remember that? I don't. Really? Mid-80s, right? It was a radio show. Yeah. First, well, yeah. it was a 20s or 40s yeah. radio show, right? But the, they the do this. The Shadow Nose. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually watched that not that long ago. How's that? Yeah. Uh, because I dig stuff like that. Okay. And we, we got to move you along. Because, again, see how I can make this four parts? Like, <laughs> this guy's story is silly amazing. Okay. Um, however, something else major goes on. Well, um, the makeup artist that I work with on Family Ties, a good friend of mine, Bron Roylance, his name is, he went on to do Remington Steel. I went on to go with Kim, and he did, you know, Pierce on Remington Steel. And I had done some photo shoots with Pierce through Braun, uh, commercials and things like that. But I never got a chance to really do a film with him because I was always with Alec. Okay. Then Alec had a lull in his period, and... Uh, Pierce asked me if I wanted to do his next film, which was uh, Thomas Crown Affair. Okay. Big hit. Big hit. And so I went on to do Thomas Crown Affair with Pierce, and he says, you want to, you want to come and, and do the Bond film with us? We're going to start in about a month. So, of course, yeah, I wanted to do that. And you Bond, know, I, do you realize, like, now you're living my dream? Like, James Bond. I Everybody wants to do Bond, the tryouts for Bond, the people that want to do the scores for James Bond, yeah. right? Oh, it's, it's one of the huge. most sought-after franchises to actually be a part of. Yeah, and, it's the longest-running uh, franchise, 26 or 27 shows. And so Pierce says he's going to bring you along because now he's cast as Bond, yeah? He's Was that got, his well, first well, Bond? No, 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 it wasn't his first. He'd already done, okay. he'd already done two. And um, by that time, I guess he had enough clout to, you know, request his own person. And since we were doing, you know, other things together, he, he asked me to, you know, go along with him. After that stinks. Thomas Crown. So Thomas Crown had a really short haircut for that particular movie. And we okay. went right into Bond a month later. 
And first day on the on the set with Bond, you know, I'm back there getting pierced, you know, ready to, to go out and whatnot, his first scene, and give him, you know, a little haircut. And he said, should we go a little shorter? And so a little shorter. He said, what do you think, a little more? I said, you know what, let's not. It looked perfect at this stage, you know. And I said, let's let it go there because, again. I'm and what gonna... movie is this that we're working on? I think it was Die Another Day with, yeah. with Sophie Marceau. Sophie Marceau. Yeah. Again, just the A-listers, man. As far as Bond goes, right? They're going to put the very best into that. They're not bringing any uh, B-listers in. <laughs> so you, you, you say, let's let it go. Let's leave it here. I think it's perfect. Let's leave it here. He leaves. He goes into wardrobe. Um, I'm happy with the way the look is and everything. And I said, okay, I got through this. And I go out to the set. I'm assuming you're pretty nervous. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous on every film I've ever worked on. <laughs> it doesn't really. matter. It doesn't it is matter. Nervous. The first, the night before things starts, I, I'm just a nervous wreck, and you know, gradually you start to get into a rhythm and feel comfortable, and then it goes away. But nonetheless, you start off every—at least I did—start off every every show with uh, you know nerves. Did they like his hair? I think so. <laughs> so I'm on the set, and here comes Pierce, and he's all totally decked out with a great wardrobe and everything else. These you know like Brioni suits, and I'm looking at his hair. And apparently, because actors do this all the time, uh, not only Pierce, Kim's another one famous for it. They put their hands through their hair, and they think it's going to fall perfectly back into place. So he's put his hands through his hair, put clothes on and off and everything else, probably just went through his hair before he walked out in the set. It looked like crap. Nice. I mean, must have been real happy with it. Was, it, was, it was sticking out everywhere, and I'm looking at that, oh, my God. And I can see the producers, and they're like ready to faint. And uh, you know, it just it just was just <laughs> it was a cluster. Right. It was a cluster. However, we got back into hair the next day and makeup the next day and everything else. By this time, the producer Barbara Broccoli had nicknamed me Razor <laughs> <laughs> because you kept cutting it off. Which more and more well, or what? She just I don't know. She just you know, thought I just took too, too much hair off, but it would, it just was messed up. That is the best nickname. Oh, my God. I, I kind of liked it, yeah, actually. But yeah. at the time, yeah. I didn't. I mean, if somebody you know? called me Razor, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, it's definitely something right out of Jersey. You yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that nickname that stuck the entire time. and I've, she, She's been a, a wonderful, dear friend for a long time. And Has that nickname Every time stuck? I've ever seen her. Only with her. Oh, okay. Only okay. with her. We're going to call you Razor from now on. Just to, just to tell <laughs> oh, the story yes. trend. Razor proven. Razor. Razor proven. Uh, RP uh, is coming in. Anyhow, the next five or six days was a scene uh, where his hair was kind of messy because it was an action thing. And it kind of like settled in. Then we were good to go from that point on. But and, man, and I'll tell you. And you and Pierce have just been, I think anyway, from right? You've been... Really pretty close friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a great guy. He's just a, such a down-to-earth pr- person, you know? And he's a pretty good artist. He's not pretentious. He's a very good artist. He's got a showing in L.A. You going? Um, yeah. yeah. Must be sure. Shot. Do you need a hairstylist to go with you? <laughs> I can't cut it. Look, I do this. I did this today. Will this pass? That'd be a, I could do this for you. That's what we call a buff job. Yes, I could do this for you, buddy. <laughs> I just did this today, all for you, in honor of the razor. You see how I put that together? Um so, yeah, you get this sort of lifelong friendship, right? Yeah, and then and then we just went on to do a bunch of other films together, you know. Um, but you also did, uh, when does, you did Scissor's Hands, right? Edward Scissor Hands, yeah. which was a huge hit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where does that so, fall in all of this? Well, when we were off after after doing uh, the bond, there was you know time we were out for a little bit, and I, I got to help out a friend of mine, Yolanda, who I got into the union with. We were one of the, she was the other she was one of the eleven people that got accepted into the union at that time, and she was what they call keying the show. She was running the uh, the hair show for Edward Scissorhands, and she just asked me if I wanted to come down. And help out with it. And he's not this popular at this time, right? Wasn't he on 21 Jump Street or one of those? Where did Johnny Yeah, he, had a, he certainly had a, a, a television audience. But, yeah, he was, like, you know, moving into things with Tim Burton. Um, and they had a history of so, that. So, and again, here you go again. You don't know that it's going to become something, do you, at that point? Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. Well, look at most of the movies that come out. <clears throat> most of them don't make it. Right. You know? Right. And now with streaming and everything else. I think it's you, Rick. <laughs> Honestly, it seems like everything that you have worked on has become a hit. At one time, what time doesn't it become coincidence? Well, there's a lot of them that didn't make it that I worked on as well. So, you um, know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was Johnny just Depp, a good guy, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's from Florida. And you knew, and, and this is very early in his career. Early in his career, but I remember any like, good you know, stories with him. Just, just one that stuck in my mind. Well, two really, because he had been with Winona. Uh, right. writer at the time. Right. And uh, that was going down the tubes because she was also on the film. Okay. Well, I mentioned, now I think about it, yeah, she was on the film as well, but that didn't work out. And I remember that he eventually got that tattoo that said Winona forever into wine forever or something like that. He had, okay. He had, a, he had a change though. But uh, I, I remember him walking out of the uh, the makeup trailer uh, Yolanda had done his hair. It was like, you know, weird all out there and everything else. Yeah, that was crazy. And Tim was right behind him, and, and he's saying over his shoulder to Tim, I just want to make some money. I just want to make a lot of money. And Tim said, yeah, 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 yeah. And they disappeared off the off the. Off the and how was it to work with Tim Burton? He, he's kind Tim's of a great man. guy, Tim's right? I mean, is he easy to talk to? Tim's a freak. I remember in, in, in uh, Batman, he, he came in, and his hair looks like Edward Scissorhands to begin right. with. Right, yeah. And so he came in like that, big hickey on his neck. And uh, Jack Nicholson looks at him and goes, ladies and gentlemen, our director. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about that but, for some uh, Hollywood tidbits? Yeah, like yeah. It. But, uh, you know, he did a great job on Batman. And I'll tell you what, you know, I think everybody's afraid when they start their show. Directors. You go to the first, what they call the dailies. The, the first, the first uh, uh, preview of the dailies of the day you shot before. And I think it's probably got to be the most nervous room in the business. You've got the makeup artist. You've got the hairdresser. You've got the wardrobe person. You've got the director. You've got the sound guy. Everybody's looking at their craft, and they're nervous. They're nervous because they want to make – What did you have to do in Scissors Hands? Well, I helped out with all the other people that were in, in the there. Stars, all the, so yeah, yeah, all the, all the, uh, all the topiary yeah. – Is she cool? Yeah, she's nice. She was nice. You um, made a lot of nice people, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> which is good. She, but with you know, it was a, it was a hair show. It was great because all these topiary right. hairstyles. I was going to say you were talking about kind of being able to use your craft and yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah, just do something. There. That was Yolanda out there. said. Just do something that looks kind of interesting. So I did this big swan on this <laughs> on this uh, on this girl's head, and uh, you know, you, you spray the hell out of it. it doesn't move. But after the show was over. Um, Yolanda gave me a call. She says, did you see Rolling Stone this, this year, this year? I mean, this month? I said, no, I didn't. Why? She says, well, take a look at it. Well, in it, it was the Oscar time, and it said, unsung Oscars. 
and it had a picture of that hairstyle that I that did. you did. Yeah, that I did. So you're an unsung well, <laughs> Oscar behind the scenes. Oh, it was. Oh you my know, God, it was Rick. Just... I could talk to you for six more hours. <laughs> but unfortunately, we are up against the time, well, buddy. I it was would, fun. Oh my God, I would love to talk some more. I mean, you're. It's an amazing, amazing story. I don't even know what to say. Well, I uh, hope your audience had a lot of fun listening to it. I you had as well. a lot of fun. I, I think it's an amazing experience that you had and your perseverance. I think, I mean, what would be somebody wants to do something with their life? I mean, is your advice like don't give up on it? Anybody can, well, anybody I, can do it. Is it timing? What is it? If there's anything I learned, it's that it's not always the good things that point you in a great direction, it's these accidents or these tragedies that just kind of push you in a direction. You don't really realize where you're going until you get there. And all of a sudden, here you are in Hollywood. I mean, I could never, in my wildest dreams when I was working construction, think that I'd be in Hollywood. Well, you know, it, it reminds me too, and I told my wife this, um, uh, Cindy Greenstreet, right? Old-time actor. Yeah. Chef, you don't know who that is, do you? Uh, I stumped no, you I can't that one. Yeah, you did indeed. Casablanca, heavy sex. Oh, I know who you mean now. Right? So you said he, that. Yeah. He starred in uh, a lot of uh, good movies. And I could be wrong on the dates on this, but I think I read he didn't get into acting until he was 70. And look at he did. So there you go. I still right? It's hope. never, yeah, it's <laughs> never too late, I think, to follow your dream, what you want to do, whatever that is. Um, and I think you are a shining example of it. Uh, that I, there's so much more that we had to leave out of this, which is disappointing. And maybe we'll get you back on another time. All right. Um, talk, but I talk really, about my grandchildren. Yes. Children, act, act three. Yes. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing the stories with us, Rick. Uh, I hope everybody out there enjoyed uh, their uh, time listening to Rick. I, a lot of fun, buddy. Thank you so it much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, you guys. All right, everybody. Don't forget to join us next Saturday here on 104.3 The Fan for more fun and great information. Um, this dream house. Have a great day, everybody.